There you go. <laughs> now it's super crosstalk. What's up, guys? What's happening here, fellas? Did you like my photo yesterday? I saw it go up in the community. My uh, Instagram picture uh, from the uh, jacuzzi. Uh, I saw it in the uh, Circle of Trust, and I was I was very honored to have people commenting on that. I liked it very much. I was. Um, it was pull so over, happy. Mace. Pull over after that picture that you posted. Pull oh, over. What does that even mean? Pull over. Pull over, young man. What, what, are, you, what are, you, are you playing with a toy police car or something? Uh, it's actually one of Mateo's police cars. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, this so, is mine, yeah. though. This is my police car. Uh, my, fa- my favorite was uh, one of our one of the. I mean, it had a lot of interaction on our yes, it community. Really did. It did um, so thank you for the content. But yeah. the, um, <laughs> the 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 one that made me laugh was Merman. Uh, I, I thought was the one that was the best because they actually photoshopped you like a mermaid in like a man oh, nice. merman uh, costume. So it's thing. funny. You guys have the circle of trust, and I, I thank you for allowing me to be in the circle of trust. I go in there a lot, and you've got great you know great core audience and there's some overlap with with what we're doing ireland thinks it's all negativity I, th- I think it leans i think it leans negative at the core Which well, one, I, think the I think your community le- may lean no, negative. no it doesn't it doesn't i think ours is pretty positive yours I would is say. very positive ours is very positive all right i'm gonna go i'm gonna go in there hold on let me look yeah ireland um, you're in both exactly you yeah, can yeah see. ireland's in both okay so here's the circle of trust is great here's the stuff I'm just going to mention the stuff that is. Okay, here's the first one that mentions me. Has there ever been a show where Ireland hasn't name-dropped Worthy or mentioned that he works for the Lakers? <laughs> okay. Well, is that yours funny. or ours? No, that's that's in, in our community. Well, that's in the, funny. In the mafia. Um, What's the, the answer to that question? Uh, no. If I had to admit it. Yeah, it's um, a big deal. The, yeah, and, and it a lot of... For the most part, this stuff is. Wait, Venice Mace, Mean Girls, and Anchorman are not '90s movies. They're not. Really? (laughs) They're not. I thought they were. Movies, maybe. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Most most of this stuff is normal. John. John takes too many sleeping pills. How about that? Yeah, that's true. Are you still taking sleeping pills? No, no. I'm. I'm using the THC. I was going to say, are you still in the gummies? Uh, Yeah, they're great. No, and now they can't fire like a. A tincture of drops yeah. of and, something. And now they, you know, I don't know if you heard, but Funchy told us the story the other day on what you need to know that uh, they can't fire any of us uh, for it anymore. Is that right? Why is that? Well, the new California law is that if if you're not, uh, you know, if you're not doing it at work, you're good to go. Right. If See, you, uh, I've been positive you. off air or, you know, outside of your job, you can do whatever you want to do. I've been keeping my cannabis use on the down low. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Mace, I'll tell you the truth. I, uh, because I wanted to go on a diet. I completely stopped using cannabis products on September 6th. And how's right, it and then, and then what did you have when we went to dinner, when you had for dessert, when we went to the ice cream shop? I did. I had a chocolate milkshake. That's true. Right, right, right. No, no, but that seriously, like I've, 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 I've had no vaping, no flour, no yeah. gummies, nothing since- Has it made uh, a difference? It, wait, wait. What did you eat in, ca- in Cleveland on your trip to Cleveland? No, no. Now, yourself? in Cleveland, I knew that I was going to definitely go off uh, my diet. No, it's but true. But this diet true. that you've been talking about- like, Well, here's the diet- Is, is the it, diet working or it's, is it's it not? It's going pretty good. I started, I started the month at 210. I'm now at 203, and I- um, You and my, I weigh exactly the same, 203. Yeah, but it's a different build. I started it's, it's at different. 216. Oh, wow. Well, I was look, fat, fat. Yeah. All I can say is this, is that, the, George, the whole key to the diet is no beer, no wine, no yeah. carbs after three, yeah. and no cannabis, because if you, for me, if I smoke or you know use cannabis, I'll eat everything inside. Right. You everything. have no willpower. None. Right? Zero. Yeah. Zero. So give it a try, Mace. 
Give what a try? Giving no, it no, up? we can't have straight lace maze. Ask Ireland. That was a disaster. <laughs> straight the last lace time. maze. Come on, yeah. <laughs> nobody wants. Straight How about lace last maze? George? Maze. The possibility of that happening is zero. Right, but remember yeah. when he did when he did try to do it? It was a disaster. But Mace, I, could you? If could you stop cold yes, turkey? I could. I have. I have stopped cold turkey before, and it wasn't fun. Yeah, it, no, I got a little grumpy at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's why I've been in a little bit of a mood lately. <laughs> yeah, you have been in a mood. I've been. Listening. He has been in a mood. Yeah, yeah. you. I mean, well, that and of course you. Rachel. You know, rah, 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 Rachel. Well, it's, right. I, I've said I'm on menopause. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, so. did you tell? Does <laughs> I, does Mason in Ireland know like the story about you pulling into the hotel and your and your girlfriend track? They know that she tracks you on your phone, right? You guys right. know that. That's oh yeah, like, Rachel's got a tracking device on. It's a sign of any healthy relationship, right? Yeah, that's I what I said. Trust. It's all about trust. And then Cappy, go go tell. Tell her, go tell him the story. Tell them the story about you going into the hotel the other day. Well, did you guys hear about this? I, um, I had, I was driving home on Monday night, and uh, my stomach was hurting because George mm-hmm. and I had gone for this lunch, this Mexican lunch on um, Monday afternoon, and by about seven thirty, eight o'clock, my stomach was hurting really badly, and um, there was no way I was making it home, so I had to pull over. Now I'm of the belief that the place to pull over to go to the bathroom, the cleanest place, the easiest place to go into without any guilt, is a hotel lobby. So I pulled over at the Hilton, at the John Wayne Airport. Did Rachel accuse you of having a rendezvous at the Pretty Hilton? Pretty much. Yeah, she didn't accuse oh, me, but she, she asked. asked. She, she asked. asked. She's like, "What's yeah. up with the 30 minutes in a hotel in Orange yeah. County?" It's Boom. a quickie, Rachel. Well, I said to her, "I go listen." I said, "When I pulled in, they told me I had 30 minutes free parking." After that, it was $26 per half hour. So for 27 minutes and 30 seconds, I had to uh, clean it out, you know? <laughs> Thanks yeah. for sharing. Mace, I had my laptop with me, too, by the way. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. It's a great place to uh, to uh, to accomplish more things. Than, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a theme all week. Where's the best place to use a public bathroom? Yeah, I, I hotel is good. Gas station. I. I mean, I don't. I don't freaking care. I'll pull over anywhere. I'll pull yeah. over side of the road. Yeah. Well, me too. That's why I carry toilet paper and extra underwear. Yeah. So, but but anyways, the point was is that as Wait, George knows, don't let him just gloss over that. None of you actually carry toilet paper and extra underwear in your cars, do you? Um. Yeah. No. Not at all. I did. I guess I missed when you said that. You carry extra underwear in your car. Just I think in that. Case? I think that's Boy Scout. Uh, that that's smart. Cap. Always Thanks. be prepared. Right. That's what I'm saying. Just for pre- pre- preparation. It's just preventative. That's all. Just in case something happens. Just in case. Right. I mean, let's say I'm put driving. A little down. action on this ESPN game tonight. What game? Which ESPN game? <sighs> okay, wait. It's, I'm uh, doing my Sedano impression. Ready? Syracuse in Virginia. Yeah, I was going to watch that too. Huh. Let me see what the number is. No, that's not a good sign. Oh, ten. I'm going Virginia. Uh, it's I'm too breathy. The 10 on no, 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 no. It's too breathy. How's it? It's good. No, it's like this. Ready? Yep. <sighs> <laughs> so it's all breathy. Well, but there's no ah to it. There's no ah. Yeah. It's like Sliwa. Hey, Mace. Hey, Mace. Hey, Mace. Oh, yeah, what is up with that? I heard. I didn't. I didn't know he was doing that impersonation. They uh, they brought it on the show yet. Hey, hey, Mace. Hey, Mace. Hey, Mace. Hey, Mace. Isn't that him doing me? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Mace. I think that's what you're doing an impersonation of is Sedano impersonating me. No, it's Sliwa. Sliwa. Isn't it Sliwa? Oh, yeah. Sliwa impersonating me. Thank you. So I'm impersonating third hand. Yeah. Hey, Mace. Hey, Mace. 
It's like when everybody used to do Harry Carey, it was really people doing Will Ferrell doing Harry Carey. Correct. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Like both Sedano and I do a Johnny Carson impression, but it's really Dana Carvey Dana doing Carvey. Yeah, Johnny right. Carson. That is, uh, so let's wild, hear it. And much, that, is, that is wild and that's, wacky. That's, that's weird. Wild that is, and wacky. That is weird. Hey, wacky. Mace, wild hey, Mace, I think I got something here. <laughs> I did not know that. That is wild. I did not know that. That is wild. That's a very good impression. <laughs> yeah, of Dana Carvey doing an impression right. of Johnny Carson. Do you remember uh, George Bush the first? Dana Carvey did an impression of George Bush. Uh, I, not not, not, not going to do it. Not, not going to do it. Not, not, not going to do it. Not going to do it. Thousand points of life. Right. Yeah. Not going to do it. I will not raise taxes. <laughs> not going to do it. Hey, Mason, what, what is this? Who was the guy that did Dukakis? Ooh. Remember that Ooh. during those debates back yeah. then? Yes. And it was really good, too. It was really good. Was John Lovitz? No, yeah, I, think I think it was it Phil was. Hartman. Was it Lovitz no, or Hartman? Phil Hartman? Because, mm. uh, by the way, Hartman was was uh, Ed McMahon. Yes, you are correct, sir. Hartman was a genius. He was, oh, he was really good. He, yeah. If he was alive, he would still be on Saturday Night Live, I think. You think so? Oh, yeah. I think he'd be like Kenan Thompson, just on forever and ever. Like, Kenan Thompson, was he part of the original cast in the, in the 70s? Or <laughs> just along lately? Right, was he on with Chevy Chase? As long as I can remember Saturday Night Live, I remember Keenan Thompson. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ireland. I got my uh, schedule for the through Christmas on the NBA. I will see you in Milwaukee in December. Oh, very exciting! Yes. Well, we can. The, I, I know a couple of great restaurants there, so we yeah. can uh, we yeah, can load go. up there. Um, I'm. I just Googled who impersonated. Michael Dukakis on SNL. Give us a hint. Don't tell us. Give us a hint. No, and I, I, I think it was Lovitz. They just, yeah, it was Lovitz. Yeah, in it, fact, was, he, it was really. Yeah, it was Lovitz. He did oh, a sketch. Good, it was he's, great. He's good. <laughs> he yeah, did he's a good. sketch good. called Dukakis After Dark, where Michael Dukakis <laughs> was hosting a talk show. <laughs> that is genius. And Dukakis Michael Dukakis was like the most like lame politician ever, wasn't he? Like I just picture like, him with that uh, that in the tank with that helmet on. Yeah. And, and by the way, didn't he win? I think he won one state. Didn't well, his he own state, like forty-nine to one. Yeah, 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 yeah. it was a it was a rough election for him. Yeah. Well, it's rough amazing election. that any of us even remember him. And Mondale, Walter Mondale, I believe only won like one state too, if I recall correctly. Another from out of nowhere name. Yeah, but Saturday Night Live always does a really good job. I don't watch it regularly anymore, but they do a really good job on impersonating the political figures. Like Jim Carrey as Biden is hilarious. I oh, think. it is crazy. So Although, funny. have you seen the new guy that does Trump and Biden? No, that I don't yeah. saw yeah. Alec a, uh, Baldwin. Yeah, JPJ, he he's really good. Trump. By the way, so so SNL's coming back next week with eight new cast members. Oh, oh really? Eight. Yeah. Is that the most ever in a turnover? Yeah. It's the biggest thing. One one time in the early '90s, they they literally brought back nobody and started fresh. But was that the Robert Downey Jr. cast? Yeah, with um, and Anthony Michael was it? Anthony yeah, Michael Julia Hall? Julia Louis Dreyfus. There were a bunch of people that did, didn't really hit. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, this it's going to be a whole new season. Well, that's what Saturday people. Night Live does. It just churns through talent, and there's always a next generation that seems to come up. I actually had Taron Killam on my podcast yesterday talking about you know the competitiveness of Saturday Night Live and how it brings out the best in people. I mean, it's it's really really competitive in there in the in the writers' room, and they always find whatever the next big thing is going to be. There'll be another Kate McKinnon. Somebody else will come along. Just before Kate McKinnon, there was. Uh, Who's the who's the other one, John? The other one that they used to have, Kristen Wiig. Oh. Right. 
You, I mean, Kristen Wiig, we thought, we'll never replace Kristen Wiig. Then we got and then Tina and Amy were before Tina her. And Amy, and, I mean, yeah. it, you know, there's an unlimited amount of talent. I've watched Saturday Night Live every week or DVR it every week. Who's your I, all-time favorite SNL cast member? Oh, Eddie Murphy. Same. Okay, but second, who's, your, who's after that? For Kate, me, Kate McKinnon's pretty good. Uh, for me, it's Billy Crystal. Yeah, he for would, me, I'm super old school. It's Gilda Radner. Oh wow! From the original, not really? for well, and for Belushi and Aykroyd, you could go down that rabbit hole, and they were both great. I feel like Mike Myers uh, and or Dana good. Carvey. That right. was kind of my era when I was a kid, and I would watch it. I'd stay home, you know, I'd be home watching it. Um, like I loved Wayne's World uh, as a skit, and then I watched all the movies. I used to just stay up at night and try and learn these Billy Crystal impressions because he would do Sammy Davis Jr. and Joe Piscopo would be Frank Sinatra. Oh, God, you are black, and I am and white. I am white. Yeah. You are blind as a bat, and, and I, I have, have sight. <laughs> That's probably where we should end it, given <laughs> yep, it's twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is true. It is true. Yeah. It's a great sketch, though. Yeah, it sure was. The, um, there, yeah, there's been a lot, man. There's so many you could pick from. Some, I think Rolling Stone or somebody like that ranked them all uh, a couple of years ago during the pandemic when we were all looking for content. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure Eddie was number one. But I, I, yeah, like you could go so many different directions after that. I feel if you like. think about it, our station is kind of like Saturday Night Live. In what sense? We have a cast. <laughs> we do have a cast. This we have a cast. Right, and we're all goofing around and messing around, around and joking on each other, and that's yeah. basically Saturday Night Live. And, yeah. and over the course of time, the cast has changed many times. However, at this particular moment of time, we have a very steady cast where nobody's yep. going anywhere and everybody is competing all the damn time. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really I, – I said this to uh, somebody, my agent or somebody, but uh, we have a really good group right now. It's a, it's a really good group, top to bottom. I mean, including, you know, like Emily from the morning show, Taylor from the morning show, Lara from your show, uh, Lindsay from your show. It's like even all the supporting players are fantastic. Um, wow. So this love fest going on. Yeah, yeah, it is, so yeah in, it's, in, it's boring. So George, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't love everybody that much. George, you were right. Calling names. In 2020, during the pandemic, yeah. they ranked – um, they ranked the best SNL cast members: Eddie Murphy one, Will Ferrell two. Oh, there you go. Phil Hartman three. Wow. Yeah. So that was it. Yeah. Where's that, Billy that, Crystal? I, I don't think I could argue with that. Uh, I don't know. This thing won't open. Billy Crystal is one of the people in my life that I've never met that I desperately want to meet. Oh and my spend god! Time. With. I met him at a Clippers game one time. He was like the nicest dude ever. See, yeah. I've always heard he's difficult. Oh, really? really? Oh yeah. man, I had a rain delay one night in an Angels Yankees game and he did mm-hmm. ten minutes with me and oh, he was he really? great. Really? Yeah. Oh god, he was great. Yeah. Um yeah. and he had a movie with Robin Williams coming out that day and and uh in uh, it was called Father's Day. I think it was uh, it, it and but he he couldn't have been nicer when Maybe I Maybe I'm gonna go to a Clipper game and stalk him. Uh, well, you should just wait till the Lakers play the Clippers and go. Yeah, that's wait for idea. that. It's a good They'll idea. Maybe I'll just go to sure. the second game. The second game of the season. Well, no, but that's a Laker home game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it so is it's a Laker, Laker home game. opener. Yeah. Yeah. Billy, Mike, Billy could be there though. He could still be there. Yeah, it's very possible. So, I have. Uh, what do I have that opening week? I have a game. I have. Oh, Dallas and Phoenix on the second night. <sighs> wow, Dallas side. in Phoenix. Yeah, um, that'll be interesting. No, <laughs> with everything going on in Phoenix, Phoenix and Boston this year might be interesting. Oh my God! Yeah, oh, I, right. And I have a bunch of those Phoenix games now that I look. Hey, at my why aren't you here. talking about Brett Favre on your show? 
<laughs> yeah. Do you see even Mina like lashed out at the audience uh, on Twitter? The, why are we not talking about Brett Favre? I mean, I don't know. We've already kind of. What's uh, I think say? we can all agree. Brett Favre, yeah. if this is true, is a bad big, guy. Fat bad jerk. guy did yeah. bad stuff. Let's right. move yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. What? What? What, how what much Cappy have for breakfast? That's the Sedano and right. Cap show. Where, where's Cappy going to the bathroom? Exactly. Yeah. Priorities, exactly. people. Yeah, where's Ireland going for dinner tonight? I mean, you know, that's... George, that's what's your game this weekend? Oh, I have the Charger game. I have Jags Chargers. So I'm, uh, fingers crossed, that Justin Herbert plays. I was so, told earlier today by a very reliable source, George uh -oh. Sedano, count on it, 100% he'll be playing. Okay, look Whoa, at that. Cap, he's wow. breaking news. Breaking Put news. that thing on the scroll. Wait a minute. Cap, you yeah. mean Justin Herbert's going to play? Yeah. Ooh, oh, that I changes was, my fantasy. I was told by just somebody this afternoon who's very, very dialed in directly to the top of the food chain that want, count on it 100% was the quote. Wow. That's big. That is big. You I, mean, know what? I don't know if it's true or not, but I mean, it I, comes from a good source. I was curious about, since it's Jacksonville this weekend, mm -hmm. and Jacksonville, I mean, obviously, I don't think they travel. I don't think they've got a huge fan base, and so it's really going to be what the closest thing there is to a Chargers home game. But tickets are... You can get into the building for 15 bucks. Well, that's the question. Is It's not that the Jaguar fans will come and take over the stadium. The question is, will the stadium be full? Wow, really? $15 wow. on the secondary market? Yeah, yeah, $15 on the secondary market. Yeah, but then you got to pay 70 to park so they get you <laughs> right, that there's way. there's that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. It's hey, like Super Crosstalk is brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Southern California chill all season long. Stay tuned. It's Sedano and Cap, both of them. Next. We're back. Lots of stupidity to come. Thanks a lot for listening on a Friday, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. Bam, ba -da -bam. Ding, da -da -da ding, boop. Oh, my uh, Virginia plus 10 is not looking so good. Syracuse scored already. I didn't see they scored. Yeah, so they had a long kickoff return. Oh, my God. And then they had like pass, pass, and then the quarterback dropped back, couldn't find anybody, scattered through, score, touchdown, Syracuse with the early lead. Now, who did you take? You took Virginia? Plus 10. Hmm. You know, Virginia off an embarrassing loss, Syracuse also off an emotional win, you know? Let me tell you something else you might want to bet on. If you get done watching this Virginia-Syracuse game, coming up in about 15 minutes, 
on ESPN2. The Hamilton Tiger Cats are taking on the Montreal Alouettes. Maybe you start betting on some Canadian football. No, do I don't know anything about Canadian football. <laughs> <laughs> At least in college, I have a decent idea of who's well, who. Yeah. Hey, why don't we do this next week? Let's throw a massive curveball at Fat Jack and go, hey, Fat Jack, so Montreal is taking on uh, uh, Hamilton. Uh, who do you got? In this? What's the right side of this game? Can you tell us about that? And he's like, what are you guys talking about? That's so funny. Start hitting him up with Canadian Football League games. That'd be great. <laughs> See what he says. What yeah. The hell? Bet not? you he knows, too. He probably does. Seriously. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i looking for tickets for this game for then uh, for my family. Maybe they can go. This uh, Chargers-Jacksonville game. Yeah, I would think that if there's ever a game where you want to take your family while you're broadcasting the game, tickets would be exceptionally inexpensive because the Jaguar fans, they're not coming cross-country. They don't travel. Right. And the Charger fans, frankly, I'm not sure that there are enough to fill up a stadium. So this would be a really good game. Are you serious? You're really finding NFL tickets for $15? Yeah, but that's like the tickets at $15 are like way up in the sky. 500 you know I mean? yeah. Yeah, but I high. want to tell you guys, uh, the one game I went to last year, which was the Browns and the Chargers in the stadium, um, I sat way up high in what were the nosebleeds, which you know is closer to the sun, so it was pretty hot up there. Yeah, but, but I have a four-year-old; he's not going to be able to see what's going on. Oh there. no! He'll, believe it or not, dude, I, it's just the way the stadium is built and the way the field is down below. I, I also was like, wait a second, I got tickets from the team, and I'm sitting here in these garbage seats, but they really weren't that bad. Even they're though, not. even you're though right, I was Kevin. complaining because I was like, you know, these are garbage, but for fifteen bucks, they're pretty good. All right. But parking, bro, that's when they're going to get yeah, you. Yeah, you got that right, sister. Yeah. That's the truth. That's the clean truth. Mm-hmm. I guess they could always go with me. That's a, that's a great uh, idea. Sure. You got a parking pass. A VIP parking. Yeah. It's a good idea. But you know what? I probably shouldn't do that to my in-laws. They're kind of they're elderly people. Like, I don't know if they want to go to the game with both kids. That's probably a lot to ask. Oh, yeah. So. In a babysitter, oh, right. I'll go. I'm thinking of buying a ticket. Now, now, wait a second. Now, hold on a second. Time out. This is an unbelievable idea. Now, George, forget about the in-laws. Have Laura take the kids? Have Because La Laura I'm will not keep those Laura kids in check. That, actually. No, no, she could handle it. She keep those kids in check. How many brothers and sisters you got? I'm one of six. She, Come on. A person who is one of six can easily handle two kids at an NFL football game. Easily. Hmm. You buy the tickets, the parking, and some concessions... It's a it's a no brainer. And Brianna literally just texted me, "No dog with a bunch of exclamation points." Tell him to f off. <laughs> oh hell to the Damn. year! Hell to the year! I keep his ass in check. Shut up. Oh wow! And Laura, don't just settle for give me a ticket and I'll take the kids. You and no, Christian. I'm getting my ticket. He doesn't yeah. have to give me my ticket. No, no, no. If you're gonna babysit, I mean, you no, might no, well... I can pay for my ticket. Okay, but thank you. But do you want him to pay you for babysitting? No, it's fine. Oh, so you're just going to do this out of the goodness of your own heart? Well, I mean, if I'm going to be there and he said, like, it's a lot for his in-laws, like, why not offer? Oh, what a sweetheart. What a doll. We'll what an angel. I don't even know if the kids would actually want to go. To I was going to say, do they want to go, though? Because a baseball game is very different. Right. It's easier to chill. Football is, uh, yeah, and football is, is, people are mean and vicious. Actually, that's <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, do you want to have your <laughs> that's kids That's a bad feel idea. That? If they were, like, no. in a suite, Laura, I would feel better, to, like, but yeah, no. Lay off, the, lay off the drinks. Be, yeah. you know, oh, be well, like, I can't drink right now, and I didn't drink at the, yeah, I no, had, like, but a I, You're right. I, you know what? They're not ready for a football game. But, George, this is not a Chargers-Raiders game. I've taken them to a Raiders basketball game. game and, like, a baseball game. That's a lot different. That's a good question, though. Like, how old do kids need to be to take them to an NFL game? No, I can't. I don't think you should take kids... To an to a football game where people are getting 
you know, sauced outside for hours. Um, I, I don't think it's worth taking. Like I wouldn't, if it were me taking them, maybe that's a different story, but like trusting my elderly in-laws to oh, deal, navigate it. through all that no. with two small kids. No, no chance. I remember taking my son to a chargers Raiders game. This is many years ago. He's probably about, I don't know, six, seven, eight years old and dude, we're walking through the parking lot. This is before the game. And there is a freaking brawl happening, you know? And my son's like, what's going on here? I'm like, just grab my hand and hang on, buddy, because we're going around it all. So, yeah, you got to be careful. But this is a Jacksonville Jaguars game, you know? This is not a Raider game. It's not a a heated rivalry, you know? Yeah. But I'm with you. I would not be sending grandma and grandpa with the kids. Yeah, that's the whole point. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's fine. It's fine. They can go with me some other time. I'll take them to like a college game somewhere first where it's going to be like an overwhelming, like, you know, one-sided crowd or something like that. Even though that actually doesn't mean anything either these days. People just fight to fight at football games. It's why I I like basketball and baseball, like attending them uh, in the stands more. There's just less of that, you know? That's true. Uh, Baseball games can get a little ridiculous also. It's rare, though. It's rare. I, I don't think anywhere near. I bet you per capita football games are way more violent in the stands. Than, Probably so. I mean, listen, you, can, any you get any other sports combined. You, you get on Twitter on a Monday and you're like, why are the Ravens fans and the Jets fans beating the ever living hell out of each other? Is there really that much hate between those two fan bases? Yeah. You know, if this were the Chiefs and the Raiders, I would get it. You know, if it were the Giants and the Eagles, I'd get it. But yeah. come on, the Ravens and the Jets, do they have that much hatred amongst the fan bases? Yeah. So right. in this case, you. no problem. It's called booze. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it you. is called booze. You're right. Um, oh, they missed the field goal. Damn it, Virginia. What the hell? Oh, dude, this is awesome. I'm like a full minute ahead of you. Usually I'm always a minute behind. This is great. Oh, no, I know why. Because I'm... There paused it somewhere. I had paused it somewhere. See? That's what By it the is. way, it's in, just, it's in commercial. Th- this is a total side note, but last night, I know you guys all said you had no interest in watching this NFL football game between Pittsburgh and Cleveland last night. Yeah. So I was watching the game on my phone, and it's like, I don't know, there's like two minutes left in the game, right? And all of a sudden, I start to get like push notifications on my phone. Cleveland beats Pittsburgh 29-17. to I'm like, wait, hold on, what? I'm watching this game. There's two minutes to go. Wait, the game's over? So somehow, someway, I don't know how the game either got paused or I was way behind on the stream, but the game was over, and I was already getting alerts that the game was over, and I still thought there were two minutes left in the game. Now, is that me or is that Amazon? I don't know. I don't know. It's probably you. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they're given... not going to send them, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're sending them. They, they usually even wait a couple seconds, I feel like. They're not going to send them, you know, early. No, no, no. It wasn't sent early. It was just that I was way behind. In maybe fact, you just need better inter- internet, Cap. Maybe. I mean, I just it got to the point where I was like, wait a second. There's two minutes left in the game. I think, I think Cleveland was up 23-17. They sent a push notification that Cleveland won 29-17. So I just turned it off, and I missed that whole last play where there was the you know the attempt at the Cal band kind of Stanford game kind of thing, and then the the you know the Browns scored that last touchdown. So yeah. I didn't even get to see that. Yeah, because I got the notification the game was over. Yeah. So. Uh, speaking of notifications, I just want to uh, kind of mention something that we talked about on that's been on our social media in our community about just kind of the content and the decisions that have been made here. And look, we try to be as transparent as possible, right, on this show, uh, with ourselves, with the audience, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, we pretty Um, much do all of our show business right here on the air. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So what I would say to you is this, is 
you and I particularly have been in this business a really long time, okay? And and the and the girls have as well, for that matter. And what I've learned over the years is is particularly when these stories come out that aren't related to sports directly and they're they're tangentially related to sports with sports figures. Nice word. And there's potential legalities involved. You got to be really careful with what you say before the facts come out, okay? And I feel like this story with Ime Odoka, the Boston Celtics head coach, um, is the perfect example of that. Because as the story has come out, the story has changed a few times. And so much so that even Matt Barnes, our pal, um, went on his social media and like, hey, man, I had to actually delete some of the stuff I wrote initially, uh, even though it was up for a very brief amount of time, because I've now found out some more stuff from talking to the people around the Celtics. And this thing is more serious and more difficult to discuss than even I thought originally. And I have, too, heard some of the same stuff. Like, Cappy, and, and you know, I've told you what, what I, you know, some of the stuff that, mm-hmm. that I've heard mm-hmm. um, without, you know, th- some source, some not. not. And it's not my business to discuss here. So, nonetheless, um, it is a challenging conversation to talk about. And it's why you and I, I felt like when the, when the news part of it came out last night at 6.30, we, I, I feel like we did the story uh, service by telling people what had transpired and what the coach said and what the team said in their statements. And also understanding that there are a lot of things at play here. There's um, the head coach and his family situation. There is a woman and her family and their situation. And particularly the latter is being dragged into a situation um, from a public standpoint that I'm sure she wanted nothing to do with. So again, it's why... and again, with the, the the different layers that will come out and have come out, and I don't know, you know, maybe I may know 5% of it, to be honest with you. So it's just why you have to be careful with these conversations before you say stuff that you may regret later. What's the point in that? Have the facts, and then you can discuss it. I just kind of feel like there are certain stories that I'm just not as interested in. It doesn't mean that it's not... Um, headlines and it doesn't mean that it's not like something that I'm going to read up on but I'm just sometimes like people criticize you know earlier in the week why is ESPN not covering this Brett Favre story more you know and I'm like well um, he's a bad guy if if everything that he's being accused of is something that he's done he's a really bad guy now do we need to spend a whole lot of time on that you know and, and this story with the Boston Celtics coach and this this does not sound real good. But what are we going to do? Sit here and break it all down without all the facts? Correct. I and and I think that that it, that doesn't do anyone um, any any good is what I would say. So, George, I hope you're watching what's going on in this Virginia. Syracuse I did game. see him miss another field goal. Yes, another one. Oh my God! When I get when we come back, I'm watching this kid right now. Virginia's kicker has missed two field goals. In the first 10 minutes of the game? Not even, like, well, 10 minutes of, of real time. Like, yeah. five minutes of game time, I think. Or seven minutes of game time or something. George, I will tell you, I have been there. The worst, worst, worst situation I ever found myself in as a player. I know exactly where this kid, this kid is probably losing his mind right now. Yeah. Been there and done this, sadly. Okay, well, there's actually a Dodger player that may be going through some of that, too. Let's discuss that coming up in two minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Oh. What is they don't a sausage make music stick? like this. What is that? What is a sausage stick? Look at you talking sausage stick and me talking about Ray Charles at the right. exact same time. Right. What? <laughs> that goes to show you where our brains go. Right. It shows you what we most want to talk about here and that. You go to yeah. Ray Charles, I go to sausage sticks. They don't even make music like this anymore. It's so good. And I sound super old saying that, but it's the truth. Like, it's incredible. So good. But you want to talk about sausage sticks. Go ahead. Talk about sausage sticks. Well, I don't even know what one is, really. What do you mean you don't know what it is? A sausage stick? Like like a Slim Jim. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Didn't occur to me. Yeah. A sausage stick. Snap into a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, what, uh, um, you know. Like Slim Jims a- are like the name brand, but they're called, you know, like people all call them different things, right? Um, yeah. It's uh, beef jerky or whatever. Wait, is a beef jerky? But beef jerky is not a sausage stick. It's a beef it- jerky. Beef jerky is also, I believe, in the sausage stick family. Oh, it's related. Yeah. Tangential, tangentially. Tangentially. tangentially yeah. Nice word. Nice yeah. word. You used it earlier. Very good. Yeah. I tried. I but you never bought it. like a sausage stick? Like they in all these like places with like uh, GNC and like all these you know vitamin shop, all these places they sell all that stuff. No, I and, can't like, say I ever have. No, I don't think. And you so. could really? actually, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure you can find them at grocery stores too. Yeah, yeah. you can like Costco sells on chops and. I mean, I buy those things all the time. They're they good. sell them at the deli. You know, they put yeah. them in like the glass jar and they're like five cents or whatever. Yeah. Five cents. Okay. I've never seen that. But yeah, you can find them everywhere. Back in the day. Five cents. Yeah, back in the day. You know, like, they don't yeah. probably don't, they don't sell them in like the glass jars anymore. But I remember being little and going to the deli. Yeah. Get like some bazooka gum at the front by the cash register. Five cents for a bazooka. Maybe 10 cents. Anyway. Sausage stick day. Happy sausage stick day, everybody. And he's yeah. right. It is hard, Chris. Sausage shtick. Shadano's sausage shtick. Schmores. Shadano's schmores. Shadano. Shadano's sausage shtick with some schmores. <laughs> <laughs> Introducing brand new products from Shadano. It's the Shadano sausage shtick and the Shadano schmores. Yeah. Snacks and dessert, bro. There you go. Nice. So, George, you, you, you placed a wager on this college football game we're watching on ESPN right now, Syracuse and Virginia. Syracuse has a 7 nothing lead. Not that anybody really cares, um, but you do because you got money Yeah, but they're the knocking at the door again. They're already right. inside the 30. The kicker from Virginia has missed two field goals. Back-to-back possessions, a 51-yarder and a 49-yarder. Yeah, so you said you've been there, clearly. Well, I saw this kid now sitting on the sideline. Head is down, man. I have been there before. I was playing in a game. This is probably in the early 90s. We're a pretty good team. We, uh, we went on the road to play against the University of Minnesota, and I think it was probably the first time we were ever playing in an NFL stadium. I don't know what it was, man, but just my vision, it just wasn't happening. Anyway, uh, get into the game. We, uh, we drive down the field. We go to kick a field goal, probably 40 yards, miss the field goal. Okay, it happens. You miss a field goal. They get on offense. They throw a pick. We get the ball. We come right back down. We get stopped. Now it's like a 49-yard field goal. I miss it again. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, in my whole career, I've not missed back-to-back kicks. Now I've missed two. Now we get later into the second quarter. We line up for a 50-yarder. I missed that one. 
Oh, I've boy. missed three field goals in the first half of the game. The coach, Paul Hackett at the halftime, starts balling me out in front of the entire team. Now we get into the third quarter. We line up for a little shorty, 27 yards. My head is already long blown. I missed that one. I come running off the field with my hands up in the air like, somebody take me out of this game, take my scholarship from me, and kick me off this team. Oh, my God. It was the worst, worst, worst feeling. But thankfully, two buddies picked me up. They, they blocked a punt. One guy's name was Doug Whaley, who became the general manager of the Buffalo Bills. He, po- he blocked a punt. And the guy who scored the touchdown was a guy named Billy Davis who won a Super Bowl ring with the Cowboys and the Ravens. And we wound up winning the game 14-13. But, man, missed four field goals in one game. And I'm telling you right now, back then, George, there was nobody to coach the mental side of the game. And I was a head case. Right. Oh, I can feel for this young fella right here. Yeah, Number it 40. stinks for him but he's uh he may cost me he may end up costing me 10 bucks <laughs> is that what it was a 10 dollar bet 11 actually you know 11 <laughs> to win 10 <laughs> oh man i feel for this college kid. kickers man i you guys i don't know yep. explains a lot mm-hmm. so anyway speaking of uh high volatile uh you know high leverage or volatile situations the closer situation with the dodgers has been that case and look i i mean how early was i in on craig kimbrell is not going to be the closer for this team when it matters uh, how early? Pretty early. I mean, I remember you kind of fetching about him early in the season. It, it was like maybe the first week or two. <laughs> like I'm like, bro, this guy ain't happening. Yeah. But it was a few weeks ago when he changed his intro music to the Let right. It Go song. It was like he had nine starts where he didn't give up a run. Yeah. So it or nine, like... cl- nine closing, uh, closing opportunities. Yeah. Right. I think we all knew what you meant. But the thing is, is that he all of a sudden started to get it back together mm-hmm. and we're like, okay, well, you know, they had the luxury of time because the Dodgers have such a monster lead and nobody poses a threat that they can let him work through his issues. And then last night, you know, in a tie ball game to give up a home run. And if it's mm-hmm. not for Mookie and, you know, bases loaded and that walk off, you know, Craig Kimbrell, he he individually is in trouble. He's a disaster. Okay, let's just call it what it is. He's a complete disaster. He is not a guy that you can trust at this stage of his career in a high leverage situation if you're a team that's trying to win a championship. And I understand that there's volatility when it comes to uh, closers. I get it, but this is not good. Like you, you got to go with a lot. There's a number of other options I would prefer to go with if I were the Dodgers than him. Well. Uh, you and I have talked a lot about Dave Roberts and how loyal he is and the fact that he was a player and he's kind of give the benefit of the doubt kind yeah. of a, a manager. Because, right. by the way, in three of his last four appearances, he has given up runs. I think, though, that Dave is getting to a point, and this is just based on like post-game commentary, mm-hmm. that Dave is getting to a point now where he's like, okay, uh, here's reality. Reality is we're about to start the postseason and our closer situation is a giant question mark and we've kind of gone with this guy for probably like 90% of the season and I'm going to have to make a big decision here, which probably really isn't that big of a decision in terms of not using Kimbrell. I guess the next part of it is who will we use instead? All right, look, Craig Kimbrell's ERA, 4.14. His whip is 1.34. His strikeout per nine, 10.8. All by far the lowest of his entire career. He's the worst reliever they have. What and, about his Dene? His what? Well, you said his whip. Oh, jeez. We got a whip, and then we Dene. Oh, God. I got a whip, a whip, and then a Dene. Oh! Wait, it's not even an oh, God. It's an <laughs> oh, hell. Damn, Ken. 
Mm-mm. Not an official stat, apparently. Oh, there the it sigh. Is. The sigh comes out early. You should make it a stat, Cap. Yeah, I mean, 440 in the afternoon. Here we Cappy. go. The sigh is already out. I mean, I was like, <laughs> You're like I haven't heard that song in at least seven or seven years. Maybe I'm going to whip, uh, and I'm a nene, uh. <laughs> Whip, whip, and I'm a nene. That was like the dad joke of all dad jokes. Pretty good, right? Now, that joke would have been funny in like 2015 or 16. Yeah. For sure, we would have all laughed. You're about uh, multiple years later. But by the way, when you started this adventure with us a little over a year ago, you were telling us jokes that were like 30 years old. So you've come a long yeah, way. Right. No, I've, I've really tried to... Uh, you know, get a little more contemporary with my dad jokes. There's no question. You've done a good job. Like, you were better. So I'll give you that. I'm going to look at the positive here, Cappy. I mean, when anyway. I hear the word whip, I say nene. I mean, even okay. when, when uh, you know, Lindsay told me about her new ride. And she's like, oh, my new whip. I'm like, nene. Whip, no, whip. you said sled. You called it a sled, actually. I didn't yeah. call it a sled, but then she called it a whip. I was like, nene. Yeah. Anyway, you were saying, George. <laughs> so Dave Roberts, when asked about it yesterday, says, I think stuff is starting to slide a bit. I've got to continue to look at this. We've got to have our best guy in the back end continue to think it through. At this point is the time where performance matters. We need our best. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, he's not going to be the guy. And by the way, to your point, Dave is loyal. Dave is a guy that is going to take its take his time. And as look, as we were talking about earlier, when there are stories that are related to sports that are have legalities involved, it's best to kind of sit back, kind of wait for the facts to unfold and see how to deal with it then. Much like, you know, and I'm not apples to apples, but it's it's a similar approach in the sense that Dave Roberts, when it comes to his team, has patience. Life sometimes about patience, not being first, not being overreactive, and just sitting there and kind of waiting to see how things unfold before you make a decision that could be costly. So I think from a sports perspective, Dave Roberts has also done something similar and just kind of given the guy the whole season to kind of look it up. Um, but if you look at the... You look at this team, right, and you look at the pitchers that they're going to have. You're going to have um, Anderson. Uh, you're going to have Kershaw. You're going to have Martin, May, Urias, Ferguson, Gratterall, Heaney, Phillips. At the very least, those guys for sure are playing. Uh, maybe Vesia, I guess, too. If, if they're healthy, yet my guy Yancey Almonte and Gonsolin and Trinan, although the Blake told us the latter doesn't seem... So great. Yeah, I mean, the, the last few names you've mentioned, Almonte, Gonsolin, Trinan, I mean, still all, you know. On hurt. the mend. Yep. Yeah, on the mend. And then the guys who are fighting for a spot would be Tommy Canley, who really hasn't played very much this year. And, the, you know, Price and, and Bickford. I don't think Bickford should be part of this at all, actually. I feel like every time I watch Bickford, like runs are, you know, coming across the plate. Yeah, you feel but, like he's pitching batting practice, do you? Pretty much. Um, but at least after the, a good start, he was pretty terrible after the fact. Um, so I, I just think that ultimately this is it. Like we've seen the last of Craig Kimbrell, I think, as as a closer. Well, in the last twelve games of the season, this is where Dave would be wise, and he don't need me telling him this. He knows this. If he's planning on using somebody else, he better figure out who it's going to be. You know, I mean, I don't know that there's one name that that you know comes out and you go, oh, well, that's that's the next guy in line. That's absolutely one hundred percent the next guy. So he's got about twelve games now to figure this thing out. Uh, yes, agreed. All right, let's take a quick break here. Coming up next, Cappy, you and I, we've been talking a lot about USC this week, and this is their real first test. We'll dive into that next. Ooh, I love the Jetsons. Meet George Jetson. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. 
his boy Elroy. Do 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 do. Daughter Judy. Jane, his wife. What's, what's the dog's name? Astro, isn't it? Astro, man, come on. Yeah. I haven't seen. And the then who was the maid? Time. Do you remember the maid? Rosie. Yeah, Rosie. I, I don't even. That. I never even watched that show. I don't know how I know all that. Yeah. Good job by you. Really Thanks. good job. Thanks. It's an excellent effort. I should be on Jeopardy. Uh, so, by the way, Dave Roberts has now officially said that uh, Kimbrell's out of there. Hmm. How's that for uh, time? Literally, just a few minutes ago. Kimbrell will change roles. Roberts said he'll pitch in different innings. Big change. When he says he'll pitch in different innings, those innings could be no innings. Correct. I mean, like, w- listen, if he's not going to close, do you feel like, well, you know, um, if you warm him up and you throw him in in the seventh, you know, just let's, let's get him to the eighth. Uh, you know, let's just get an inning at him. We'll put him in. I mean, if he's given up hits in the ninth, it's highly likely he might be given up hits earlier. Now, if yeah. you're going to tell me that it's all, you know, it's a mental thing and you're like, oh, dude, he just can't handle the pressure. So there's not as much pressure in the seventh. I say nonsense. I mean, I think Dave said it best. We have to be at our best. We have to play our best players. So I don't know if Kimbrell's, I don't know if he'll be around. Yeah. Andale. Let's go. Come on. There's not much left in this season. Let's get this thing over with and let's move on already to the postseason. Yeah. Yeah. Laura, you didn't dump that, did you? No, why? Dump what? I'm just saying. I always ask when I say stuff in Spanish. You get, you know, did you say andale? No, I said no seas un chillon. Chillon is like a crybaby. You're fine. Crybaby. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Now, if you would have said some other one with a shh, then you know. With a G. Yeah. Instead of those L's. Mm hmm. Yeah. When you say they would have dumped me? Yeah. Don't say it, Cappy. I don't even know what it is, except <laughs> shit, I know. I was like, no shit, way he knows. No way. He doesn't know. He, he, well, he's also not like, you know. Yeah. When you when you say, sh- I think, Shidano, I think, Shamors, I think uh, some other things. Chiyong. Chiyong is with a C-H. Chiyong. Chiyong. Yeah, C-H. That's a crybaby? Yeah. Yeah, Chiyong. Eres un Chiyong. Sí. No seas un Chiyong, Capi. No, no, no. Sí, sí. No, no, no. Yeah. No chion. Rachel yeah. makes him a chion. Oh, no, 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 does chion. Rachel make you a chion, Gabby? No chion. No chion. <laughs> no chion. No chion. <laughs> By the way, uh, getting done with this show today, yeah. And I know we had a conversation the other day about um, when what happens when you go to people's houses, and you know, should you be p- buying? Should they be buying? You know, we're talking about dinners. I'm bringing over tonight, George. You'll be happy to hear about this. The, yeah. What I'm bringing to the table tonight. Ooh, I want to know. See. Si. Yes, I guess. Tequila what? mandala. There you go. Oh, Boom. there you go. Somebody else tweeted me today that they bought some. Somebody in the community. I forgot who it was. I'm bringing over this beautiful bottle of tequila mandala blanco. Yeah. So, because I talked to the, uh, the the host tonight. I'm like, well, what can I bring? And I was hoping they would say, oh, no, you don't have to bring anything. Right. I mean, that's what I hope they'd say. You know, because yeah. if they said, well, why don't you get some dessert? I was like, oh, God, what a pain in my ass. Now I got to go to the store. I got to get this <laughs> That stuff. really is kind of like a thing when people are like, oh, bring dessert. It's like, what the heck are you supposed to bring for dessert? There's so yeah. many different like tastes and likes. Yeah. So my buddy, my buddy's wife texts me. She's like, oh, no, it's fine. We're good. We don't need anything. But why can't you just go to like bring it and bring like a cake? 
Um, well, it doesn't matter. She said that they've already gotten dessert. Even if it's know? like something like a cheesecake, you don't have to bring anything like super fancy, you know? I know. Well, anyway, bottom line is, is uh, I'm just glad they said they didn't need anything. I'm glad they said they didn't want me to bring anything. So you're bringing the, the tequila mandala. So, so I'm bringing the tequila mandala tonight. Yeah. And I think I will be the star. Yeah. You know, somebody else is bringing a salad. Somebody else is bringing something else. You know? Uh, oh, you know what? One friend is bringing a tomahawk steak. That he's going to grill up and then slice up. And I'm like, okay, wow. that's that's wow, great. Wow, that's fancy. But when I show up with the tequila mandala. Boom. I win. Wait, no, it's a bam. Right. Yeah. It's a bam. It is a bam. All right, George, you were going to mention this USC-Oregon State game, a game oh, that we've yeah. been talking about all so, week long. This is a real matchup for them. This is like their first real matchup. And Oregon State is legit good. And I know that, see, Cap, you tried to do, go ahead, explain why you feel like you're, you're surprised that Oregon State is um, number has dropped from 13.5 to 5.5 yesterday. I'll have to check to see what it is today. All I was but. saying was is that Oregon State's resume is they've beaten two teams from the Mountain West Conference, Boise State and Fresno State. And then this past week, they destroyed Montana State, which I will just kind of take a stab here, is not a Division One team, maybe like a 1AA or whatever they call it now, subdivision or whatever it's called. And they smashed these guys. But I will just say this. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine today, name drop, get ready, here goes, Hall of Famer Tony Baselli. And Baselli was saying, look, it's, it's always hard to play there. It's a hard place to get to. The travel's not easy, et cetera, et cetera. Oregon State's 3-0. and Obviously, USC is 3-0. and Oregon State has a high-powered offense, just like USC does. I think USC scores about 50 points per game, and Oregon State is somewhere in the neighborhood of about 47 points per game. So when the line opened, what was it, 12 or 13, that USC was giving Oregon State, You've been noticing all week long that the line has gone way, way, way down. And then you posed it to Fat Jack yesterday, and he sort of broke it all down as to why that is. Of course, I don't remember exactly what he said. Yeah, but well, he well let, let's hear it. He, he actually explained why Oregon State is really good under their head coach, Dennis Smith. Okay, so apparently it's froze. the audio's frozen, so we can't use it because the computer's not. Right, the computer, yeah, is frozen. Gosh darn computer. Come on, All right, computer. let's hear what Fat Jack had to say. Still frozen. Come on, computer. Unfreeze. We've been having tech issues back here, okay? Really? Yeah. It's, okay. a, it's a well, running thing, look, Kepi. Basically, you let me know when it's ready. Okay? Basically, why? <laughs> you let me know when it's ready. <laughs> oh, no, and, not that again. And we'll just we'll, we'll just go from there. Uh, basically, the basic, basically. It's good now? Why? Okay, vamos, Fat Jack. Oregon State says 2019 is 16-6 and six against the spread as an underdog, and 10 of those games were wins. So they, they not only cover numbers, they beat people in a spot exactly like this. No coach has been better at winning outright as an underdog in certainly Pac-12 in the western part of the country than is Smith at Oregon State. Yeah, so, I mean, they're 10-12 and 12 straight up, 16-6 and six against the number. So if they're 16-6 and six against the number, that's a hell of a number. <laughs> like, if you, if you think about it, they are in a situation where in 16 of 22 situations under this coach, they cover the spread. Like, that's... 73% of the time. So if that means, if they're going to be within five and a half points, that means that USC is in for a real battle for the first time this season. Now, Cappy, you keep saying because of the way that the results were with some common opponents that USC should win. Like, do you, are you trying to say USC should win easily then in that case? Um, I, I think going into the week, my, my thought was that USC could overpower Oregon State. But like I'm just telling you, a little bit of digging, you find out that while USC is averaging 50 points a game, Oregon State's averaging 47 points per game. Now, again, 
those numbers could be skewed a little bit because the last time that Oregon State played, they scored 68 points against a team that is from a lower division. But the point I think I'm making, George, is is that if if what you've been saying and so many other people have been saying is right, which is that USC's offense is amazing, which we understand, but their defense is still not special per se, then Oregon State might be able to score against this USC defense and therefore may be able to keep this game close. And by the way, maybe they pull a shocking upset. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about that, but I, I, I do feel like this is going to be a close game because you can't use the transitive property, I believe, when it comes to like your, your sports games, and particularly when it comes to college. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know if I buy that necessarily. Transitive property of geometry, meaning you can't look at common opponents and try and deduce something? Right, like just because A is greater than B and B is greater than C, that means that you assume A is greater than C as well. And that doesn't always make the case because in sports, guys can be injured, there's different... Uh, players involved, personnel can change, um, you know, styles make matchups, you know, and fights. So, like, I just think that not, you can't really use the transitive property in sports, in my opinion. This is a very algebraic conversation, and that's not good for me because I really struggled desperately in high school algebra. Mostly, I think... But I'm explaining it to you. Because I understand. The, the transitive property is, that, is, is basically that simple. If A is greater than B and B is greater than C, then A should be greater than C as well. Except in sports, there's just a lot more uh, variables involved, you know, because the the players. Well, um, I know this. I'm looking forward to watching this game on Saturday, and I'm one of the few people that I know that has the Pac-12 network on my cable system. You got it? Yeah, I'm going to watch the game too. I don't have Pac-12 network, so the only way I can do is going and uh, subscribing to Fubo TV. So they have a free trial for seven days. And uh, that's what I'm going to do. Fubo TV, huh? Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the only way. There's not a, not anything else you already have. Apple well, TV. Well, no, I only have Direct TV. So there, and there's there's no other way outside of that. Even apps on smart TVs, nothing. You got nothing. You got no, go to go that's Fubo. the app on the smart TV. Fubo. That's that is definitely one that I have never jumped into. Fubo. I have. I used it. Um, I used it once. I did at the actual trial once. Um, just to see if I liked it, and uh, I just don't dig the the streaming stuff because it it could you know buffer and it's just not for me. But for like a short thing, I could do it, you know. So you know, we just use the different email address. Ah, uh, so you can get the free trial for the second time. Yeah, smart man. Yeah, smart. So I still think USC is going to win the game. And and what's the number now? What's the line now? It's up to it went from five and a half to six, but I originally would, thirteen and a half. I'd still take USC to cover. I think USC can win this game by two touchdowns. It's possible. It's based on zero scouting, just to be clear. No. Zero scouting. All right. Just a belief in USC in this offense. That's all. I mean, their offense is incredible, but the other offense is pretty good, damn, pretty damn good too. And they're on the road, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know. And it's not even when they played on the road against Stanford, they gave up a ton of yards. Like Stanford shot themselves in the foot a bunch of times. Didn't they throw two picks in the end zone? Possible. Don't recall. No, I well, yes. I that was a rhetorical question. Oh, it was. I didn't realize it was rhetorical. Yeah. You were just supposed to go, yep. Oh, well. The answer was I don't recall. <laughs> I feel like I'm on the witness stand right now, right? They threw two interceptions in the end zone, right? I don't recall, Your Honor. I just don't recall. I Ice meal. Let's go, Lincoln Riley. Let's go, man. Big game. 
big, big game. 3 0 well, USC. Big road game. Pac 12. Right? Let's go. Let's 3 0 Oregon up. State. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's find out what this team's all about. Yeah. Because they got an easy one next week at Arizona State. By the way, did you see the story that freaking Herm Edwards' assistants were leaking information to opponents? Can you imagine hating your head coach so much that in an effort to get him fired, you would give the opponent information about your upcoming game? I, I, honestly, I would fire those guys. Fire them? They got him fired. No, but I'm saying if I were Arizona State and I found out that, that people did that, first of all, you could put the kids um, at health at risk. How about the opposing teams that were accepting this information? That doesn't seem very well, I'm ethical not surprised either. that opposing teams would accept the information. The whole but, thing is dirty. But I just think that, that you're, first of all, you're talking about kids, man. Like, and you're putting kids' health at risk by having opponents know what's coming in some cases, if that indeed was the case. That is, um, again, for me, to think that you work for a guy like Herm Edwards, who's had a very distinguished career as both a player, an analyst, and a coach, and you hate him so much that and in I an understand how you can him, hate Herm Edwards. Like right. I don't know anyone that hates Herm Edwards. Well, but you and I have not worked for him. No, but only... I know people that worked for him when he was a head coach in the NFL. Well, I can't imagine, cannot imagine hating your head coach that much that you'd be trying to lose games by giving the opponent information. That shocks me. It was Did pretty terrible dirty. to see. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty terrible to see. Laura, are we not going to? Are we just going to go commercial free because the computer's frozen? Okay, then let's just do what you need to know. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than ninety minutes from wherever you are. You're listening to KSBN Los Angeles. Uh, what's the other? Uh, you know, we still I got have it. that other one. I got it. I got it. I got it. Oh, you do? Okay, yeah. go. 